homage to the blessed one, noble one, the rightly self-awakened one. Homage to the blessed one, noble one, the rightly self-awakened one. Homage to the blessed one, noble one, the rightly self-awakened one. Welcome to all the monks and novices and blessings to all the laity. Being born into this world, it follows according to the nature that all things arise, persist, then cease. When there is birth, there is aging. When there is aging, there is sickness. When there is sickness, there is death. This is the Satchatama, the truth of life. But when we have been born already, before aging, sickness and death comes, we don't be careless. We need to build goodness and virtue in this world. And this world is a competitive one, where countries accumulate weapons and resources to fight and harm one another. The countries which have much wealth and great power try to build destructive weapons to protect themselves and have the capability to be able to harm other countries. And then they take these destructive weapons to sell to other countries to gain profit for their own. So then the world has no peace and happiness. We live in fear and mistrust. And when one country has destructive weapons, then other countries need to also develop in this way so that they'll have more superiority. So everyone has the fear that there will be war, that it will take the lives of many humans, and they fear a nuclear war. But the war that is needed to fight infectious viruses, there isn't any country that has invested in the capability to be able to fight viruses. If an infectious virus spreads, then we need to have a great number of medical personnel in the hundreds of thousands. These are the words from Bill Gates, who we know well. Bill Gates said in his speech in 2015, five years ago, that when he was a kid, the disaster he was scared most of was a nuclear war. And that's why each person had a barrel like this down in their basement, which was filled with cans of food and water. If there was a nuclear war, then they were supposed to go downstairs, hide and eat out of that barrel. Today, the greatest risk of global catastrophe doesn't look like this. How does it look? If anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades, it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. Not missiles, but microbes. Now, part of the reason for this is that we've invested a huge amount in nuclear deterrence, but we've actually invested very little in a system to stop an epidemic. We're not ready for the next epidemic. Let's look at Ebola. I'm sure all of you read about it in the newspaper. There are lots of tough challenges. I followed it carefully through the case analysis tools that we use to track polio eradication. And as you look at what went on, the problem wasn't that there was a system that didn't work well enough, the problem was that we didn't have a system at all. In fact, there's some pretty obvious key missing pieces. We didn't have a group of epidemiologists ready to go, who would have gone, seen what the disease was, and seen how far it had spread. 
the case reports came in on paper. It was very delayed before they were put online and they were extremely inaccurate. We didn't have a medical team ready to go. We didn't have a way of preparing people. Now the humanitarian medical organization did a great job orchestrating volunteers, but even so, we were far slower than we should have been getting the thousands of workers into these countries. And a large epidemic would require us to have hundreds of thousands of workers. There was no one there to look at treatment approaches. No one to look at the diagnostics. No one to figure out what tools should be used. As an example, we could have taken the blood of survivors, processed it and put that plasma back in people to protect them. But that was never tried. So there was a lot that was missing. And these things are really a global failure. The World Health Organization is funded to monitor epidemics, but not to do these things I talked about. Now in the movies, it's quite different. There's a group of handsome epidemiologists ready to go. They move in, they save the day. But that's just pure Hollywood. The failure to prepare could allow the next epidemic to be dramatically more devastating than Ebola. So next time, we might not be so lucky. You can have a virus where people feel well enough while they're infectious that they get on a plane or they go to a market. The source of the virus could be a natural epidemic like Ebola or it could be bioterrorism. So there are things that would literally make things a thousand times worse. In fact, Let's look at the model of a virus spread through the air like the Spanish flu back in 1918. So here's what would happen. It would spread throughout the world very, very quickly. And you can see over 30 million people died from that epidemic. So this is a serious problem. We should be concerned. But in fact, we can build a really good response system. We have the benefits of all the science and technology that we talked about here. We've got cell phones to get information from the public and get information out to them. We have satellite maps where we can see where people are and where they're moving. We have advances in biology that should dramatically change the turnaround time to look at a pathogen and be able to make drugs and vaccines that fit for that pathogen. So we can have tools, but those tools need to be put into an overall global health system and we need preparedness. The best lessons, I think, on how to get prepared are again, what we do for war. For soldiers, we have full time waiting to go. We have reserves that can scale us up to large numbers. NATO has a mobile unit that can deploy very rapidly. NATO does a lot of war games to check. Are people well trained? Do they understand about fuel and logistics and the same radio frequencies? So they are absolutely ready to go. So those are the kind of things we need to deal with an epidemic. What are the key pieces? First, we need strong health systems. We need a medical reserve corps. Lots of people who've got the training and background who are ready to go with the expertise. And then we need to pair those medical people with the military, taking advantage of the military's ability to move fast, do logistics and secure areas. We need to do simulations, germ games, not war games. 
Now, I don't have an exact budget for what this would cost, but I'm quite sure it's very modest compared to the potential harm. The World Bank estimates that if we have a worldwide flu epidemic, global wealth will go down by over $3 trillion and we'd have millions and millions of deaths. These investments offer significant benefits beyond just being ready for the epidemic. The primary health care, the research and development, those things would reduce global health equity and make the world more, just as well as more safe. So I think this should absolutely be a priority. There's no need to panic. We don't have to hoard cans of spaghetti or go down into the basement, but we need to get going because time is not on our side. In fact, if there's one positive thing that can come out of the Ebola epidemic, it's that it can serve as an early warning, a wake-up call to get ready. If we start now, we can be ready for the next epidemic. This is the outlook from Bill Gates, and it's a very clear one. This is why he can be one of the wealthiest in the world because he has the vision to take the past data to analyze and see how to overcome it, and he can predict what will happen to the world in the future. But it's a shame that everyone and all the countries didn't listen to Bill Gates at all. They didn't prepare to fight a war against the virus we are facing now, and this is a problem that has led many to get sick and die. And this is not the last time that there will be an infectious virus, in the future, there may be an even worse infectious virus that is more harmful than this one now. We don't know. But the speech of Bill Gates can have a lot of benefit on how we need to be prepared. We can't be heedless. And now that we have come to this present situation already, we all need to be prepared and have self-sacrifice. We need to have the Dhamma of the Buddha to support and maintain our minds. We need to speak that which has important meaning that can help to overcome these problems. We need brave people that can make decisions and solve this problem quickly and to help us be prepared. It's not the time now to argue and fault others for what has happened, but it's the time that every person needs to be careful. Each person should think that we may be one of the people that is sick with the virus, so we need to have metta, loving-kindness for others, by staying one and a half metres apart from others. We do things distanced from others. We protect others so that the virus doesn't infect others. If we all think like this and sacrifice like this, then the virus won't spread. And even if we aren't infected, we think in this way to be on the safe side, because if we really are infected, then we could spread the virus to others. Or we may not be sure if we really are sick or not, so we should be careful. Wash your hands. Don't use your hands to touch your face or eyes or put in your mouth. Maintain the cleanliness of our body well, and distance oneself from others. Put on a mask to stop the spread of the virus that may be within us. This is metta, kindness. We have thoughts of metta to ourselves, to our family, to fellow colleagues, and to our fellow humans in the world. We all develop metta like this. 
we spread metta to all sentient beings. May they be free from harm. May all beings have happiness, be free from suffering, from dangers, from sickness. May the world have peace and happiness. And we must be prepared to support medical personnel, support an army that can help move medical personnel quickly to help the sick. Whether it's the doctors, nurses or other support staff, we need to support them in all types of ways. We need to help those who make these sacrifices and don't hide information that will be a danger. If one medical personnel gets sick, they won't be able to treat thousands of people. This is killing people in an indirect way. So may you have truthfulness to yourself. Speak the truth. Look after oneself. Protect oneself in order to protect others. May you all be safe and healthy, free from dangers and sicknesses. May all the people around the world be safe. May you all grow in blessings.